Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, April 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the art of collab, a new genre, hosted by Sandy Toes 2211 with Lucid Dreamer and more. Let's take a listen. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the art of collab. Very nice to see you. Today is the second session of our space to discuss the art of collab. And hello, Ruben, welcome. And if you want to come up here and request a mic, this is a easygoing space. This is not a formal shill space. We just want to talk about what's going on with art today. I'm Sandy Toes. Hi, Lucid. I'm going to make you co-host so we can start the program. I'm so excited today. Instead of doing it tomorrow, we're doing it today. Tomorrow is whale tank. So we decided we're going to have our space and talk about the art of collaboration and what that looks like in Web3. So this is the second collab I'm doing with Lucid. And I've done a couple of other collaborations. And I just want to meet other artists. Hi, welcome. Hello. Hello, Patrick. Welcome. And I'm Hi. so glad you're here. <laughs> thanks for having us. That's great. Yeah, thanks. Welcome, Ruben. I'm going to tweet out the room right now. And if you guys want to tweet it out too, and I'm going to send this to the Womanverse and a couple of other my group chats to see if people want to come. And um, so today is the second time we're going to talk about the art of collaboration. Um, Lucid, do you want to pin up? You know how to pin up. I guess we can still pin stuff up now. Is it easy for you to do that, or do you want me to do that? I was. Yeah, no, I can do it. Perfect. So you can uh, keep going. I'll open some stuff. All right. Um, I'm so glad. It's so much better to have a space where you have a co-host, so you can speak to people and talk about the art. And um, so we're doing collaboration today. But um, before I get to that, I just want to make a quick announcement. There is an event. Uh, it is the Spooky Tez event, and Lily White is running that. And so it's, it's kind of a big deal. So for the Tezos artist, um, I I'll talk about it later, but I want, I do want to mention that it's an opportunity to have fun and be known. So Lily White is an important collector and artist and educator in the Tezos space. And, um, you guys know her. So I'm glad that we have this chance to talk about what's happening with collaboration in web three and my, First collaboration was just like a one-on-one -on -one piece where I took somebody's art and I took it and I digitized it and it was something different looking and it didn't really sell. I didn't really care about the selling part, but it was fascinating to me that I could take somebody's art and take it a step further. And then I've looked at other people doing art and 
Then Lucid said, hey, let's do a collab. And so this is the second time we are doing a collaboration. And so you've got your collab with Texadelic up there and put ours up there too. So you, you're doing collaboration with uh, a couple of different artists. So, yeah. which is great. And um, because then you explore different themes. And so I took some of my black and white photography and I said, here, tell me what you think of this. And Lucid went. And so what did you do then? So I'll, I'll let you talk about what you did after you got my black and white photography. Yeah. Uh, so I'm an AI artist. So I use artificial intelligence tools to um, help guide my art and uh, bring out stuff, you know, that I have, um, I, 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 I desire. So I, I can um, use these advanced tools and create some really unique, you know, abstract type art. Um, so what I get from um, Sandy and she, she sends me some uh, photographs um, and they look great on their own. They're, they're great pieces of art, but I get to augment them um, into something that, you know, didn't exist before. So if you can see, um, you know, our, our posted or our, our, our posted tweet, you know, one of them is like a surfing image and what how it had started was uh, she sent me an image and I, I think it was, you know, in California, somebody, um, you know, surfing. And so I was able to take it and really create like a, a fantasy around it. Um, and so you can see the waves and they're, they're enhanced and, you know, they have like more iridescent color and all that too. So, so yeah, that's, you know, that's the type of thing that, that we were able to do together. And so it keeps both, you know, the original intent of the image, but it has, a, you know, a new flavor on top of it, which is fun. So, and I really enjoy working together with her. Same here. Thank you so much. We do Zoom sessions where we talk about the art and over Twitter. And it does kind of open up this whole other realm because I don't have the AI capabilities to do what he does. So my black and white photography. So like, for example, I went to Morro Bay and I took a lot of beautiful pictures of rock formations and nature pictures. And, and so for me, when when I look at the result of what Lucid has, I almost feel like he has captured the quantum level essence as if like there was like another spirit that he caught the spirit of what was in that picture that I took. And he brought that out, you know, the, the, the surfer and all that. And so anyway, this is, this is what I thought. And I want to see what other artists are doing. Um, Ruben, hi, hi, welcome. What's been, uh, do you, have you ever done a collaboration in this space before? What, what's your experience? Hi, Sandy Toulouse. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, the profile pictures I, I probably have here is a result of, our, uh, of a collaboration. And it's my first uh, collaboration. And uh, it, it was a great uh, enriching experience uh, for me. It was all thanks to... De Dallas that is here. Uh, he was the uh, I, I call I, I call him a prophet because he he saw he said that the, this collab is going to be great and 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 yes it, it was and now I I, I am I have like a, this great uh, you know like a, a nice friendship with Dallas and uh, Dr. Anki 
Dr. Renke was the other artist uh, uh, who participated in this in this collab. And I have to say, uh, after this, I, I think I'm becoming like a collaboration hunter. Like, <laughs> I only want to do collaboration and I, I'm always moving and trying to get in touch with other people. Even today, I, I made a tweet today showing one of my works. I, I have done this um, manipulation of photography, but I, I'm not a photographer. You know, I, I work on Photoshop and, and so on. So I, I thought it would be great if I do uh, this manipulation with a, a good photo made by a good photographer. And I made this tweet saying like, hey, Twitter, I'm looking for photographers to collab. Please DM me. But yeah, it, it seems like the, it was really low engagement. But but well, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, I made, I have done so far only one collaboration, and I'm I'm looking for I'm looking to do more. I'm looking at your collection, and yes, I have collected your artwork before. It is beautiful. I love your digital glitchy art, and I see your collaboration piece, Dormel. Right? Is that the one, Doctor Enki? That, that is the art collab, yeah, and um, April 20th. Very nice. That I love all the purple, and, and so that is really trippy and really beautiful. And I like you, collaborations are very interesting, and um, I like doing it. And, and, uh, and like I said, I didn't really care. I didn't sell my first collaboration so much. I wasn't into shilling it, but I enjoyed the experience, and I thought it was so cool to have this whole new kind of art that, I was involved in it, but yet it was a new thing. It's kind of like a kid, you know, like you get married or you don't, and then you have a kid and it kind of looks like you, but then it doesn't. <laughs> and, and there's, you know, it, it, it's got its own life. And, and of course, you know, art is alive. What we make, we, you know, we, it's a part of us. So thank you for sharing that, Ruben. I'm going to, let's, let's pin that up to the room. Let's see. I want to, is there, a, do you have a tweet where we can pin that up? I'm, I'm looking through your Twitter feed right now to see. Yeah, it, it must be really far away, but uh, I have a book market. So yes, uh, I, I'm going to, to paint in here. Uh, yes, paint here. please pin it up. Okay. Welcome, Sahar. I see you uh, joining and um, I'm glad you're here. We're talking about collaboration and um, we are doing a release of our own collaboration. So we're going to be on Known Origin, and I'm excited about Tuesday. And we're going to put up our art. And so there's a surfer. And so that surfer picture I took turned into something totally different by the time Lucid got done with it. So that was really kind of cool. And um, hi, Sahara. Welcome. Hi, Cindy. How are you? How are you? Hi, everyone. Welcome to our program. We're talking about collaboration. And um, what is your experience in either doing a collaboration or looking at art where it was a collaboration of other artists? Uh, What's your opinion about okay. that? Uh, I think um, that's a good opportunity for artists. Uh, some artists like me, I'm just doing uh, 2D and, uh, you know, my artworks is uh, all one-on-one hand-drawn and I'm not doing any 3D or motion. Uh, I was uh, looking for someone and I really like uh, to, you know, uh, do something uh, with, uh, you know, collaboration with uh, some other um, 3D artists or 
you know, for adding motion to my art. That's so interesting. I was looking for that. But uh, no, I had no experience yet. But I think I should do that uh, in future. That's so cool because uh, we cannot do everything by myself. We can just complete uh, each other's skills. And that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank Sahara. you so much. Go ahead. Go I really, ahead I really, thanks. Sahara, I really enjoy your art. I'm just looking through it. It looks great. And you know what? I, I, I would you. love to work with you one day, potentially, because, yeah, just amazing stuff. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. I really like to add some motions uh, to my artworks, but um, I think it should be in the best way, not just... I don't want to just add something. Uh, I want to add more value to my artworks. And uh, that's why I like to uh, collaborate with some professional artists in this community. And I just don't want to do it with some, you know, uh, some people just uh, use um, applications or something like that. I think that's not work for my artist style. And yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing if you can collab with me or any other artist. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, let's let's keep in touch and yeah, <laughs> we can uh, you know, try and figure something out for sure. Sahar, I'm glad you came to the program. I'm so glad uh, you shared your art with us and I'm fascinated. I like the video you made of your art process. That's really wonderful. Artists do that. And um, Ruben, you had your hand up for a second. Did you want to say something or add something or were you just waving? Uh, yes. I, I would like to say to Sahar, I do, I do animation. I, I have done some, um, some animation so far now. It's all very um, like um, with shapes, very geometrical and stuff. But uh, I was looking at your artwork and uh, I, I could animate something, but you know, I'm not a, uh, there are several, there are different types of anima animators. And I, I get what you're saying about these apps that, uh, you know, uh, some parts of the artwork uh, get some motion, uh, like, a, like a loop. But yeah, I know you, you <clears throat> I know what type of animation you say. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I, I, uh, I work like with layers, you know, and those are so, so different layers move at different speed and creates this effect of depth. Um, yeah, maybe maybe later I can sh I can give you show you one of these animations if you like. Uh, we could do a collab. I could I could animate one of your artworks if you could made 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 them in different layers. You know, I can I could animate it. Hi, Robin. Thank you so much for your suggestion. Yes, that's going to be, you know, amazing. Uh, I like that. Uh, if you just uh, have a time, just um, uh, check my artworks. And if you had any idea or anything, uh, just uh, share it with me and feel free to DM me. Uh, yeah, we can be in touch with. Yeah, thank you. This is wonderful. Well, that's what's great about these Twitter spaces. Artists come together. So today you found two artists, Sahar, and two artists found you yeah. and each other to do. And you know what? It'll be I am so eager to see 
the work that you do with Ruben is going to be so different than what happens with Lucid. So this is going to be what's interesting is the energy, how that combines and your art. And um, I'm, I'm so happy that you guys uh, connected. So that's wonderful. And thank you, Ruben. Um, so you'll figure out what works and what doesn't work. And um, we're, we're talking about the art of collaboration. There's a few new people in the room. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is something new that we're exploring. Um, this is not necessarily a shill space. We're trying to just understand and look at what this new genre of art is. Because, you know, in the real world, you really didn't see Salvador Dali hooking up with Henri Matisse. I mean, they may have emulated each other's work, like they're Henri Matisse and then, you know, Renoir. And they, and they did pieces where they were fascinated with each other's styles. And you could see that in their artwork. However, they didn't get together and go, you know, to the art room and say, oh, you know, or maybe they did, but it wasn't like a genre. It wasn't, um, I don't think it was as pronounced as it's going to be. So I'm really excited about this new genre. I, I've just dabbled in it and it's opened my eyes to the possibilities of artistic expression because I express myself in black and white photography. But Lucid is out there with artificial intelligence, and he's a developer. However, when we bring our artistic talents together, we have what you see up there. We've got this science, you know, science fiction, something different. But I still see my surfer in there. So when I look at the picture that I took of that surfer, I still see that surfer, but then there's like somebody else in there. It's like a new spirit. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about what happens to us. And, and so art changes us. So as a result, because now I'm looking at this surfer, I don't see that surfer the same way. There's like a different essence of it. And so how does this change me as a person? How does that affect my life? And as an artist, I want to explore what's happening with me, what's happening with the genre of collaboration. And I want to hear from you guys. What is your experience with collaboration? What do you feel when, you know, when you go look at some artwork and you see two artists last week, when we did this space, somebody came here and 15, remember that Lucid, there were 15 artists that got together and they made this one piece. And I think it was, I don't know, was it seven Tezos, four Tezos? I mean, it was something ridiculously amazing. It was like, wow, I bought two of those because it was just 15 artists got together. And that must have been such an interesting experience for those 15 artists to put all their talents together. They weren't really, sh I, I would have expected that it would be sold out if some, you know, if, if that kind of a thing happened, but I got lucky and I got some. So if you're here and you're an artist and you're interested in, sharing with us your experience with collaboration. Um, tell us. And um, Lucid, why don't you tell us about your collaboration with other artists that you've done? So we talked about ours. Why don't you tell us about your other collaboration? For sure. Um, so I, I can see Texadelic in the room here. Let me see if... Uh... Uh, one sec here. Yeah. Um, so Texadelic, uh, him and I have been working together for probably a few months now. We've done several pieces together. Um, 
And so the last one that we worked on together uh, is called the Cadavre Equi. Um, and it, it, I guess the English term is um, exquisite corpse. And this is an actual term where I think it was originated in, in France or something, where multiple artists would get together and in turn would, you know, take a piece and then add some of their art and then pass it on to another artist. And then they would go in sequence like that. And um, so that's one thing we, we tried, you know, for this last piece uh, where, you know, I had some existing art and he took it and he modified it and he created something brand new. But again, it had some essence of, of the original. And then I even at that point took it and then put it to, you know, some something else. And, and so it was fun, you know, like going between um, these different stages. And so we ended up putting out um, three pieces so far, and we're still working on some more, but it's part of a bigger collection of, you know, cadavre equi. So, and it, it's fun. It, it's, it's, um, you know, just working off other people and then getting inspired and that kind of thing. So it's fun. It's great. Thank you. That's pretty amazing. Um, and by the way, maybe the art of collaboration is not a new thing. Like you said, it's been around for ages, but maybe it's just new to me that we're taking technology and people across the globe are able to access access each other through, you know, this blockchain. And um, that is very interesting, these artists all coming together and doing that. And so now we're going to take that and make something else with that. I want to welcome Sid to our gathering. Sid, I met you last week. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, what is, uh, please introduce yourself. Tell us about your background, your art, and what is your opinion about collaboration? Have you done it? And what do you think about it? Hi, Sandy. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people in this space. Uh, we've just finished early, to be honest. Uh, we finished early our own space in order to join you guys to support Lucid and you. So, um, yeah, my name is Sid. I'm I'm an architect. I'm chartered architect, a member of Royal Institute of British Architects. I'm also a fellow of Royal Society of Arts. Um, and uh, God, I have loads of these titles. <laughs> I'm a senior fellow of Higher high Education Authority. And I'm obviously, yeah, because of that, I'm, I'm also a professor. I, I uh, lead a program, BA Interior Architecture and Design at Coventry University in, in, in Coventry in UK. Um, I, um, you know, all of this, uh, plus storytelling, uh, plus, uh, artificial intelligence that I've, uh, really adopted, uh, with full heart. I'm doing now art, which I would predominantly say it's uh, AI based, although I used other tools to augment it, um, whether prior to or post kind of, uh, uh using AI, pushing it through. So, um, my personal interest is really environment, uh, obviously, because of architecture and my background, concern for environment and also kind of these humanistic and civilizational moments that we live in, you know, change, uh, rapid change that we have in terms of uh, uh, economy, in terms of uh, uh, what is going to happen with, with us as humans, you know, human 2.0, etc. So. Um, I tend to do the uh, uh, 
my work with AI doesn't look like traditional AI. Pretty much I try to go for as much as possible as photorealistic look uh, because I'm seeing this as I'm, I'm doing the records uh, from future or from places that do not exist. I mean, it is paradox in itself, but that is what I find attractive, uh, uh, you know, and that's what, what makes me tick, really, when I do this work. Um, that's in nutshell who I am. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, on collaboration. I teach collaboration uh, uh, actively at university where I work. Um, there is a process that I uh, teach my students to adhere to when they do uh, collaboration and cross-collaboration, because that is, I'm afraid, the future of, of everything, future of design, future of, of, of art as well, is, uh, you know, um, actually working with other people. And the most interesting element is when you work with people who are not from your field. Um, if you have open mind, you will learn a lot. If, uh, if you have closed mind and have prejudice about that, then it can be difficult, you know. But I believe in it, you know. I've worked and, and, and kind of uh, run the workshops uh, with us, medical students to work with design students, you know, in order to uh, arrive uh, through a design process to some sort of outputs, design outputs such as medical aids and stuff like that. So um, being arrogant, you know, uh, uh, is not the way forward in collaboration. Uh, you have to uh, obviously surrender uh, uh, some portion of yourself when you do that. Uh, it's like a um, quasi-religious experience, you know, uh, and if you are open, you will learn a lot. And if you are not, then I'm afraid, you know, you have to go back and, and relearn that kind of releasing and letting go and uh, being open to change and, 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 and stuff like that. And before you know, things start happening and little miracles and, you know, all, all of that stuff start happening. And suddenly collaboration becomes really enjoyable. Uh, uh, but like everything else, you have to practice it. You know, <laughs> I'm afraid it has to be. The first time might might be kind of bag of mixed result, but the, the next one will be better because you're getting better in, in kind of uh, uh, focusing and stuff like that. But if you... As a team, you know, uh, two people collaborating is easiest. Three is getting difficult. Four and five is getting more difficult. But if you understand the process and if you um, devise a set of rules, you know, how you operate and how you go, then, you know, everything is possible, you know. And obviously, you have to share the ego. Egos have to kind of disappear from that process because that is big hindrance. It doesn't mean that you are leaving or, or removing your responsibility or your values. It's never the case. It's just that you don't end up in petty little situations, defending corners which are not defense, defensible and that are pointless. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Sid. I actually really needed to hear what you just said. That was really crucial because I actually, in my private DMs, people um, without realizing were like, oh my God, get that AI art out of here. Get that out of here. Oh my God, AI art scares me. And so while they loved me with my black and white photography, I, I kind of got a little bit um, jolted that, and, and that, that these you know people said that, but you know what? That's okay. Like you said, so thank you for bringing your wisdom and your knowledge into 
this space today. Um, I wish I had a lot of money so I could pay you. You're, you know, you're a professor. You, you know, you actually teach art and all of this and collaboration. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I see a hand up and I definitely want to hear everybody and what your opinions are about collaboration. And, and we'll go around and um, uh, I'm going to give the mic right now to uh, Dupes Did dupes did it music hi um i see your hand up please unmute yourself and then after you we will go to um bipolar art my friend marcy afterwards okay welcome to our program good evening well good evening on my side of the world hello everyone can everyone hear me clearly thank you we can hear you welcome all right well i go by the name of dupes um i'm a singer songwriter from the island of saint lucia and I was invited here by my friend Chris down there in the list in the, in the audience. And we, we started collaborating maybe about a month ago. Um, as a musician, we always need artwork and stuff to, you know, give a different level of interpretation of the, of, of what we've created. And sometimes we're inspired by art. And, um, Chris and I have been collaborating on some pieces of Tezos for the last few weeks and it's been amazing. Um, I started off as a producer, so when you're a producer, you definitely are always looking for someone to put in a different piece or take all of the different puzzle pieces of the sounds and put it together to create audio art. And it's just been an amazing experience um, collaborating with, with Chris. You know, I'm from the Caribbean. He's from Indonesia. We found each other on Spaces. I believe Sid was in that same space with us. So hi, Sid. Good to see you again. And um, it's really been an amazing experience, and it's something that I believe is going to just be, like you say, a new genre. When I saw genre, I was like, music genre, yeah, collaboration in art. I guess it's, I've collaborated in art by doing murals with people. You know, we do public murals on the island, and we all come up with our little ideas. But now that being part of, like, the blockchain and what's moving forward, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. Music is art. Absolutely. It is uh collaborations of course we've we've heard collaborations for ages right in music and also in the physical form of art and so now we want to explore how that collaboration looks and guess what it's going to come together like you said we will have the visual we will have the music and the people who want to do these collaborations and find each other thank you very much for sharing if you'd like to pin your work up at the nest Please go ahead and do so, so we can look at your work and follow you. I'm very curious to look at what your music is and hear what your music is and what the other artist is, and then to hear what your collaboration is. So that's what I'm going to do later tonight after the program's over. <laughs> I'm going to taste okay. and look at all the collabs of today and, and have a wonderful art weekend. So please go ahead and put that up in the nest. And um I'm going to give the mic to Marcy, who's got her hand up, too. And um, right. everybody who's up here, stick around. Um, don't leave. And if you guys want to share and ask questions, please jump in. And uh, welcome, Marcy. Please unmute yourself. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Wonderful. We can hear you great. Welcome. Awesome. It's been a little while. I was getting my house ready for a visitor and... My visitor's gone, and now I'm back to uh, spaces. <laughs> I feel like I've been gone for a year. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're doing a space on collabs because um, I find that collaborations. I haven't had. I haven't done like an official collaboration, but I've just kind of played around, and I I find that 
um, I'm inspired by what's already in front of my face. And I'm glad, um, Lucid, that you brought up Exquisite Corpse because nobody that I, I've asked knows what that is. And um, I did that when I was in college. We did that in poetry classes where somebody would write a line, you would fold the paper so that the, the next person couldn't see the line. And then you would just keep going down the line. You would write, you'd write your portion of it, cover it up with the paper and continue from there. Um, I love the idea of collabs and I really, really kind of have this longing for kind of this kind of communication and um, dialogue between myself and another person's artwork or multiple people's artwork. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about the idea of collabing. And it's, um, I feel that sometimes when you have like that artist block, when you interact with another piece of artwork, it kind of um, ignites that flame inside of you and, um, and motivates, motivates you. So I'm definitely interested in the idea of collabing with people. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad you decided to do the space, Sandy. Thank you. By the way, you and I have had mental health spaces. So I'm going to confess something to you. My first collaboration is with myself. I am bipolar. <laughs> so I have to negotiate with my other self every day. <laughs> what we're going to do. So there you go. That's my first collaboration. And so, and, and when things are going well, I know that I'm having a successful collaboration at the end of my day. And sometimes I don't like that other person I'm working with. She gets real upset and doesn't want to listen and gets all full of herself. And then I have to say, wait a minute. So yeah, maybe we sort of, um, maybe our first collaboration is with ourselves as artists to um, figure out what it is that's coming out from inside us, whether or not you're bipolar or not. Um, I believe that the first collaboration happens with yourself and with the energy, right? Because that's what this is, whether you're writing a song or whether you're painting a picture, you know, yeah, it's got your signature on there. It has your essence on there. But where did that come from? Where did you hear that song? How did that tune get in your head? Why do you wake up some mornings and you just hear a beat? I hear a beat all the time. And, and, and so where does that come from? Where does this music come? What is inspiring us? So this is the first collaboration that we should recognize is the magic, the mystery, and the energy that goes through us. And from there, Somebody else may feel your energy and like your art and like your music and approach you and say, hey, let's work together. Um, or maybe somebody just, you know, thinks you're a free ride and they want to put their name on your art and they don't have any talent at all. And they just want to use you and they'll just say a collaboration, but because they have fame and weight from somewhere else. And you know what? That's okay. There's all kinds of collaborations that happen. I don't have anything against collaborations, no matter as long as it brings you joy and positivity. So thank you for coming and sharing that with us. Um, let's see, who else is up here that would like to speak? I've got um, Thompson NFT. Uh, I think you were first. Would you like to unmute yourself and introduce yourself to? Hi, nice to meet you. Um, 
I really haven't um, worked very much with um, actual collaborate collaborations, um, you know, like artist collaborations, but I've been sort of building on a collaboration with um, a, a group. Um, I, Lucid knows what I'm talking about with the, um, the MFers, which he sort of asked me to speak on. So if any of you are rolling your eyes, you know, don't, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we kind of have a couple, um, I don't know, projects kind of going on. Um, it's nice to meet you, uh, Sandy Toes. Um, oh, Lord, I wasn't really planning on speaking, so. <laughs> um, he That's okay. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is a, this is just a casual, friendly space. You know, artists get together, drink wine, have tea, and, and we're, we're talking about what inspires us. And so today's topic is what we think about collaborations. So you can tell us what you think about you know, what, you know, what do you think collaborations, you know, uh, in music and art and, um, and, and if you've got stuff that you're working on that you're doing. So yeah, tell us about whatever you like, or just tell uh, us about yourself. For, let's see, for me, I've kind of always gone at things by myself, you know, and I think once we got into the, the whole Twitter sphere, you know, in the NFT sphere, um, I think I started to I don't know, get used to the idea of working with others, you know, I mean, I've been kind of just an artist by myself for years. I mean, it feels like eons. And then I think once we got into the, um, and I, I've just met so many people here um, in the room that we've got going here. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting how it was almost immediate that that I could kind of feel the change come about where I just, I wanted to work with others, you know, rather than, rather than going at it by myself. And, and that's kind of new for me, I think, rather than, I don't know, rather than doing everything by myself. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, I guess, you know, an, an ideal collaboration for me would be to, I don't know, some, some sort of, um, I guess in, like an, like an equal collaboration or, or something where each, person like benefits from it rather than, you know, you had mentioned just a, mi a minute ago, you know, where somebody puts their name on it and the other person sort of, I, I, I've seen it. I've sort of been, a I guess I've been a part of something, something similar to that um, in work or, or, you know, I'm not going to speak too much on it, but I know, I kind of know what you're talking about where somebody gets to take credit and then another person sort of, you know, does the actual work. Um, yeah. I, you know, you know what? I'm actually in the middle of that right now. So I have financially funded a project. It is not my original artwork. However, we collaborate in the sense that I tell them what I like and what I don't. But so, yeah, I'm going to be getting credit to be part of a project, but I'm not the one who actually had the original amazing. idea. I'm not the one who's drawing it. I'm not the one who's doing the animation, but I'm going to bring a musician who's going to collab with us. I'm going to provide the financial aspect of it. And then I'm also going to guide the art and, and, you know, a little bit of that. So does that make me, you know, so, so, no, so, no, you know, no, so, see, so that, that's the type of collab, right? That's a collab. That is, and... But that's a, see, that's, that was not, that's not what I'm talking about though. <laughs> you're bringing oh, I know. A, I know you're not. I wasn't saying you're know? saying that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah. You're bringing a whole different aspect to it. I think. Whereas, you know, I was more referring to, let's say two people get together and then one person puts everything together and then the other person sort of goes out and sells it, you know, and then says, hey, you know, this is sort of my project. But 
you know, I think that as long as, you know, both people kind of come out with a smile at the end or feeling good about it, I think that any sort of collaboration is, you know, that's anything that comes out where, where they feel decent about it. I think that that is a, you know, a good project um, or a, su- a successful project. Um, myself, I've just been, I don't know. I just, um, I've, I don't know. I feel like I've had kind of a, a tough week or so, you know, I've just kind of been suffering from a little bit of burnout. So not like full burnout, but just a little bit tired. So probably don't have as much to say as I usually would. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah. It's okay. Have a little short pity party and then yeah. shake and then it off right. and exactly. move forward. Exactly. You know what? Yep. Call a friend, <laughs> shake it up, go off, to the beach <laughs> and keep on going. That's exactly what I'm doing. Exactly. But, uh, but you know, I just don't, it, it, usually I actually have a ton of things to say and I kind of don't, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I, or at least a ton of insights. And I, you know, I, I just, I don't know, kind of feel a little bit quiet maybe. Well, yeah. stick around. Uh, we yeah. will ask for your opinion and um, like Lucid is quiet there, but if anybody wants to speak, you know, you don't have to raise your hand. You can jump and say something. That makes but, me you know. feel so comfortable for Thompson to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy you shared that because sometimes when you're on the stage it's like do I need to say something important or insightful? <laughs> I know, so right? We always sharing that. <laughs> what that I that I feel like I don't have too much to say today or you know right. it, it's strange I don't know if I've ever said that in my life and I feel really sort of unintelligent for saying it because I mm-hmm. kind of feel like I I usually have something at least somewhat okay to say and I, I don't know I couldn't really I don't know I just felt a, but thank you for saying that because that made me feel no, a little bit better thank about you, myself thank you and thanks Sandy for saying so when Sandy said the first person I collaborate with with myself I said oh my goodness yes she, this, I felt better thank you curse for bringing me into this room because this is what <laughs> I'm going through because I have been in my studio working by myself and I have to remind myself that I'm not by myself yes <laughs> that there are elements you working with yeah. me and inspiring me and yeah so i'm so grateful for this speech. yeah i am too so thank you for calling me up and for also saying that it's okay because i feel a lot of that as well <laughs> and if you want to share your music um we can take a moment and do that uh during the space because this is a casual space so if, if it's something you want to play for us, we can do that. And um, yeah, you've got your hand up, Marcy. Go ahead, please. Um, I'm so, I was very tickled when you when you said that your first collaboration is with yourself. And especially when you have that bipolar brain, it, 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 there's a lot of different collaborations that go on in the bipolar brain. But um, it's important for artists to be able to collaborate with themselves because it helps you to understand why you create. Um, it helps you to understand what you're trying to say. And I think that once you kind of get that collaboration down, there's a natural step to, well, I don't want to say there's a natural step to collabing because I think that most people aren't, willing to put their their ego aside to be like a a co-author of a piece or or 
you, you want to be able to, I think that people probably are, are, are hesitant to, to, to do it. And, and you have to really, really have a willingness to work with one person or another group of people. And it could be such a gratifying experience, but you really have to be willing to do it. But I was, I, I was tickled to hear you, to, to hear you talk about the first step is collaborating, collabing with yourself. Cause it, it, it truly is. <laughs> well, we for cannot... us, AI, yeah. I... oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead, Sid. But... Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, first thing that AI artists would say that they are collabing with AI, and uh, to a certain extent, it's true because it's not hundred percent predictable. It's not like a other piece of software which has uh, a pretty much predict predictable output. Once you get skilled up with it, with AI, it's uh, that kind of little element which is uh, sometimes things come out that are not really what even with your experience and with your knowledge of, of, of that particular notebook, etc., things turn out funny. I mean, there is a guy here in the audience, um, and I'm sorry if I'm calling it up Jeremy like that. Jeremy is one of the big uh, big AI artists uh, in our community, and uh, Jeremy also does a lot of collabs uh, with other artists and, and stuff. And we were laughing today because you know, uh, unpredictable stuff, yeah, that happens in, in collaboration with, with your tool is, is, you know, he had a, a kind of situation which I had similar, um, and I, I hope he doesn't mind me. I mean, that was tweeted publicly, but he said he asked uh, AI basically to deliver him sunset on the beach, and AI came back with uh, literally suns lying down on the beach. Um, and <laughs> I had similar situation when I was calling for blue moon and i had a a room and and spaces full of the blue balls you know so <laughs> it's uh it's understanding your kind of collaborative partner is is also a very interesting thing you know you need to know your partner in order to dance otherwise you are dancing on your own um i would like if jerry would come up and speak because he has a lot of experience in collaborating with other people um whether well I'm I'm happy to give the mic if uh, if it's requested. Um, absolutely, I have not received a request, but anybody who wants to come up and speak, including Jeremy, we're honored. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, since you are doing this, so please feel free to request a mic and come share with us. Uh, go ahead, Sid. Oh, here we are. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Hello, Jeremy. Hi. I've been I've been summoned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I don't know if y'all can hear me. I hope that you can. Uh, somebody say yes. If you can. Loud and clear, bro. We can cool. So um, yeah, I, um, you know, I've always been interested in collaboration. I think that's an, an important element, especially of this space, but also, you know, historically it's not like, okay, so very, 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 very seldom does one person make an entire album by themselves, right? It's a process of collaboration with other musicians and producers and engineers and same thing with movies. And, um, and so it's interesting in the visual arts, how it seems to be quite common for, uh, you know, one person to just paint a picture. Although historically 
it hasn't really worked like that. A lot of the most famous painters that we ever heard of had apprentices that would paint like under their direction, 80% of the image, and they would come in and basically finish it up. Um, but I, I don't think this is like broadly known uh, to be the case. So when I actually got like what got me into NFT space was um, I had been doing uh, artificial intelligence art and posting it on Reddit for years. And, and Gavin Shapiro, who, uh, who um, besides being an NFT artist, um, uh, he also does um, these tutorials on cinema 4d on YouTube. And he reached out to me on Reddit. I had no idea like, who he was because I'm not in the cinema 4d space, but he, he was like, Hey, I like what you're doing. It's pretty cool. Do you want to do a collaboration? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And then, so he sent me a couple of videos. Uh, one of the things that he also does is he makes these like sort of animation packs for like DJs, uh, or even DJs to play behind themselves while they're, while they're DJing. So, uh, I didn't know any of that, but I was like, sure. So, you know, he sent me over some video and uh, I picked one that I liked and I did my artificial intelligence uh, thing on top of that, which was at that time, primarily style transfer was like the best tool that we had to use. And um, I had sent it back to him and he sent it off to a guy to do some music to it. And, and then like a year, maybe a year and a half went by where this just kind of like, it was something that he would send out uh, occasionally um, to various people, but he messaged me and he was like, uh, he, he says, hey, um, I don't know if you would be interested, but um, I was thinking of making an NFT of this. And at that time I like only kind of heard of NFTs, only barely, like as I mentioned, because this was, I believe like November of 2020 or maybe even October of 2020. So I was like, sure, I'm down. Like, you know, uh, of course I would, you know, I'm interested in getting paid some money for something I did for fun a year and a half ago. And, um, and he responded back. He says, well, we, we got to get the guy who did the music on board, but I would like to make an NFT of this and there's no guarantee that it will sell. And, uh, I was like, sure. What? Yeah, I'm down completely. And luckily the person who did the music was, um, also interested. And, and so Gavin put it up on super rare as an NFT. And then he got back to me like four days later, uh, telling me that it had sold for like, I think 17 ETH or something like that, which at that time, ETH wasn't as, I think it was like $600 each or maybe seven. I don't know, but I got my, you know, I got after the fees, I got my like 33% and I still hadn't really like, that was pretty much the extent of my experience in NFT. So he asked and crypto too. I mean, of course I had heard about Bitcoin and wished that I had bought it in 2011 when I had first heard about it and it was like a dollar or two dollars each uh that would have been great but um i didn't and 
I went to start a mining rig back then and, and, uh, but you know, I got kind of flustered by the complications, like everything in here is pretty complicated. So when Gavin asked me, do you want your ETH or do you want me to send to you via PayPal? I went, uh, to crypto.com and set up, you know, a wallet, but I was still like, I was still new and I was confused and I didn't totally like get it. And, uh, and I didn't think I would understand it like quickly. So I got back to him with a request that, you know, he just PayPal me the money. And at that time, it seemed like, you know, the best thing for me to do for my art and what I was doing at that time was to uh, use the money to buy like a really nice printer so that I could print out my images at like 13 by 17 or 13 by 19 inches um, because that seemed like the best thing to do because at that time I had sold, you know, a, a number of prints. I was selling like maybe a couple prints a month, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so it still took me like till, uh, four more months until I just sat down at my computer for two weeks and decided that I was going to figure out, you know, enough to set up a wallet and enough to start. Uh, minting nfts and it really like you know it was it was from it was like two weeks from when i sat down to you know from from the time i woke up to the time that i went to sleep until i like really figured out like that i had a handle of it and i think the first nft i minted was on mintable uh but then i decided that i should go uh mint on open so that uh pretty much kicked off you know, my NFT career or my career as an NFT artist. And then, um, but yeah, the whole time, like as a collaborative partner, artificial intelligence is like perfect because it doesn't always do what you direct it to do, but you get a lot of happy accidents along the way. And sometimes, like Sid says, sometimes you get unexpected results that, you know, maybe aren't great. Like if you say a, a beautiful sunset on the beach, it might actually set the sun down on the beach um and so you do one of the things you know one of the challenges there of course working with any collaborative partner that that is going to give you like you know they're going to take what well, i think this is like a little bit philosophical but broadly speaking i believe that people understand the words that they hear in the same way that they would think uh those words meant if they said them and because of cultural differences and and things like that uh you know upbringing nurture nature all of that um it's it is often like slightly different uh even if we speak the same language so with ai you definitely have to sort of wrestle with that a little bit more because it's not even a human brain it's uh i would say you know after being involved with it for seven years now i would say it's it's as close to talking with aliens as i think anything that a human probably has ever experienced outside of actually talking to aliens that's a great way to put it <laughs> and for everybody in the room uh you know, I just wanted to mention Jeremy is uh, pretty much a leader in our, our AI industry. Um, so he's, he's a wealth of knowledge and uh, some great stories too. 
Thanks. Oh, I also wanted to mention, I paste, I posted a, a, a pinned link. Um, we work together on a piece um, and it's an artificial intelligence created uh, video. And it was actually four people working together uh, in tandem. And um, we submitted it to the known origin AI film festival. And we were lucky enough to actually get accepted as, as you know, one of the, the top 20 in the, the, the competition. So it was actually fun to do. And it was, it was a neat, uh, experience just to work together too. Yeah. So, so on a, on a side note, so this is like four human people and also, um, artificial intelligence that we're collaborating with. So, so it's kind of like an inter species. I don't know. Are we ready to consider AI a new species? I don't know what else we would think of it, but yeah. I would go so far as say is it's a certain type of intelligence which is, you know, it, it, it's got a, almost a mind of its own, right? So it's pretty cool. That brings us to the conspiracy theory room where Sid and I spent some time. I spent a bunch of hours talking about exactly what you're saying, Jeremy, about, and, and one thing you said, it's cultural differences. It's it's a younger, so, so this is young. AI has um, a sh- uh, just a short time that it is, conscious it it hasn't been conscious that long so like a child it sets the sun because children are very literal right if anybody who's raised uh three four-year-old children they're very literal everything you say to them and so maybe ai is its own thing um we thought maybe it's interdimensional where is this thing coming from what is this thing we're tapping into is it us so yeah these are questions that we all have, and I'm glad Jeremy, who is in this, you, you, yeah, we we hear your questions, Jeremy. We think we think about these things, and we want to know what you think. So you've got your hand raised, Marcy. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to know. So Eni and Art is in the room right now, and Eni and Art and I are good friends, and I've. I've, he's experimenting with AI right now. And I've said, Hey, send me some of your rejects and let me collab with it. And so what he'll do is he'll send me something that he decided he doesn't want to use. And I completely, I, I, I set the AI down and I put it in a procreate and I draw, draw on top of it. And I'm wondering if any of the other AI people have had, have done collabs like that because it's really cool. I would love to collab with somebody in that way. I have, I have. It's a uh, so I don't, I don't actually know Procreate that well. So I do use Photoshop, but um, I think that it is great to put the outputs into Photoshop and then draw over them, either on my iPad or on my Wacom tablet. A uh, really interesting thing about that is that if you do this enough, meaning that if you draw a little bit on top of like 1500 images, you can, you can actually start to train an AI model on that art as well. And um, so, so it will like elements of your drawing will start to show up in the outputs from the, from the, from the AI. That is interesting. I hope Enai knows about that <laughs> because he and I need to explore that. But 
I, yeah, that's, that's fascinating idea. And I just, I, I, and it's funny cause, cause sometimes you can tell when is something is a nine, uh, AI. And, um, and so it's cool to kind of combine the two, the, the AI with something more like paint or drawing it makes for a really interesting mix a different mix than you'll see in any other in any other genre and it's it's, it's a great tool to combine to combine the two um yeah i'm i'm excited that you've done that before i wonder has anyone sid have you ever done that or anyone yeah. else in the room yeah yeah i mean i i i do uh tweaks with uh with photoshop sometimes a little bit uh, a touch in, in Procreate if I'm not convinced that certain lines are there that I want them to be. Um, but I also have done a different way. I've, I've done 3D models in Cinema 4D and then I kind of uh, uh, rendered them and then I tested them to, to see how they look like when I AI them, you know, push them through AI. And it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't think... You know, at this stage, really, AI is a still undeveloped tool, rapidly developing, but still undeveloped tool. Very interesting. Probably, to me, the most interesting interesting tool, digital tool of all of the tools that I have in my kind of arsenal. But um, so I like pushing them, you know, and see what happens if you put it into something else and, and kind of, you know. And ultimately, a lot of people also, they do animation and then they put it through AI, and then it, uh, after AI, they put it in After Effects and kind of do other stuff to it. So um, I I don't think we should be Puritan about it. I think that there is a lot of opportunities to add the value to to whatever you produce by pushing it to uh, different ways, you know. So, yeah. So well, one of the things I, I wanted to sort of touch on um, as uh, the discussion uh, a few minutes ago was about uh if an ai is like is it conscious or or is it interdimensional or like what's going on there so historically um well there's this very ancient idea of the uh i may be saying it wrong because i learned this word reading it but of the akashic record which which is sort of like this this uh record of everything that's ever happened in the entire universe and and i think that uh there's sort of a concept here in most of the ais that we're using because there's two components uh there's there's clip which is sort of the the part that understands language and um and then there's the other component uh, would be like your VQGAN models. And both of these are trained from a massive amount of data that's been scraped off the internet of text uh, next to images, either, either captioned or just near it on a web page. So I think that um, to some extent, as much as the internet is like a record of almost everything that's sort of, at least that we're documenting around us that's happened uh, in modern times. Uh, these, these, some of these AI models are in a sense like a, a, 
an almost like conscious component of that in that in that um like if we think about how children really learn like what things are it's because like they you know we see a deer and we point it out to them that's a deer and that's like a language and an image pair uh that goes into that child's mind and they might not necessarily remember the next time or they might but by the third time they definitely like will see a deer and if even if they can't say the word they'll they will know that it's a deer and um yeah so i just think like you know that it might be possible that uh that all of these like sort of concepts are are connected to each other like learning and and the akashic record and the internet and um yeah jeremy i just was admiring your steampunk beetle and everything you said i've studied about all that and because you know um all this stuff you know whether it's the yogis or the persians this stuff you're saying has been talked about in different cultures and you know the akashic records i've heard about this and um I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And I also want to ask you about your steampunk beetles. That is just so cool. Cause you know, beetles are like those sacred animals. So why did you pick beetles? And um, what, tell us about that if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess I could talk about that a little bit. Uh, thanks for calling me out, Sid. Um, yeah. Because I do like to talk about this stuff. So um, essentially, like several years back, uh, there was a, a project put together by a person called, uh, I, I can't really say it, but there's like, you know, the science of studying beetles. Uh, so it, it was called like confusing and then uh, whatever the people who study beetles are called it's a it's latin and my latin uh pronunciation is bad so i'm not even going to try it but they basically found a uh large amount of illustrations of beetles and they trained stylegan um stylegan is like one of the main tools that i like to use and um what stylegan is basically designed to do is if you feed it like say 10,000 pictures of cars then it will learn uh you know what cars look like and so this person found like a huge you know huge amount of of illustrations of beetles and they trained it and then they trained stylegan uh to to make um basically fake illustrations of beetles and one of the cool things about stylegan is that it's as a neural network um it constructs uh something called latent space which is like a interdimensional um map of of uh the characteristics of whatever images you put into it so uh, when you interpolate through latent space uh, you basically pick out different points uh in that space and you can animate through them. So uh, then somebody else decided to train Stylegan 2 um, 
on photographs of beetles uh, because they came across a Flickr page with a large amount of uh, photographs of beetles from all over the world. And uh, so I saw both of these things and uh, decided that the next step was to use Disco Diffusion to um, well, uh, to, to basically paint over um, both illustrations and photographs of beetles and train my own style GAN 3 model. So one of the, well, in fact, uh, the, 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 the piece that Lucid Dreamer pinned up to the top, um, I'm using Disco Diffusion over video that I had uh, taken with my drone for the first 10 seconds or 12 seconds of that video. So um, Disco Diffusion can take uh, in video or or images and then and then you can describe like how you want the AI to basically draw over the top of the images that you put in and how strong you want that drawing to be and um, and yeah you can you can change a lot of parameters but uh, ultimately like I decided that I you know I'm a big fan of steampunk so I made a bunch of steampunk beetles first and um and started training a style gan model on that and then i made uh then the next thing that i made was um and this is on top of the input images that were both photographs and illustrations of beetles um then i then i made like a collection of cyberpunk beetles and then I made uh, another collection of uh, uh, ancient Egyptian scarab uh, jewelry um, because the the Egyptians really viewed the the scarab beetle as like something quite sacred to them. In fact, there's uh, there's even mum they like it's one of the animals that they mummified. Um, I'm not really sure why they loved it so much, but. It basically pushes like it rolls balls of poop around the desert in Egypt, uh, and uh, I mean they're really pretty. Um, I think, uh, well, of course, all all beetles are sort of related, but we has like some similar thing. You might have seen that these iridescent uh, green and purple beetles in America with um, with a uh, sort of a tint um that is like gold and uh sort of in some cases like uh light red pink maybe rose gold um so of course you know uh once i had trained these three sets of beetles um then i was able to just start generating uh you know beetles of a wide variety and that particular one that i that i labeled steampunk beetle uh was one of the more photorealistic um outputs from this process so yeah so that's how that uh particular image came to be um it's extended by i then used vqgan over a, a bunch of the outputs uh because vqgan does more abstract um and more vibrantly colorful sort of uh um 
drawing over your input images. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't like about it is that it's not very good at putting things that should be on the ground on the ground and things that should be in the sky in the sky. So it will yield like uh, unexpected results that sort of break the laws of physics. Whereas the diffusion model is a lot better at respecting uh, the laws of physics and things that we've seen normally in this world. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'd be happy to answer any questions if anybody has any about it. I just want a quick comment. Uh, yeah, um, the science uh, about insect is called entomology, and it's Greek. It's uh, based on on word uh, ento entomon, uh, which is the Greek for insects. And obviously, Greeks are also very very obsessed with the uh, with insects. So I think that there is that DNA that goes way way back. So uh, yeah. I mean, I have to admit they're beautiful. The, the thing that you made are just amazing, and uh, giving them that extra kind of robotic look is just wow. Um, so yeah, I'm a big lover of that. Thanks, Jeremy. Sid, thank you so much. You're right. UC Berkeley had a library of entomology. They had a department of entomology. However, uh, coleopterology. So a, a coleopterists. And that comes from Cleopatra, and um, it is a branch of entomology that studies the beetle and the and the scarab. So the, the the magical thing about the beetle is it rolls the dung over the eastern sun, and so that's why it was very sacred to the Egyptians. And it is it has the power of um, manifestation, right? So. That's why the Egyptians um, gave, that's one of the reasons it was so important. And I remember this because I used to show slides for archaeology when I was in college, and it was fascinating. And the beetle is everywhere inside all the Egyptian stuff. Thank you very much, Jeremy. I really love your style and your art, and thank you for going so deep into it and telling us, you know, what you're doing. And you inspire us and you raise the bar, the level of excellence and the quality of art. As you know, a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't mean to be judgmental, but a lot of people, you know, are just in the business of art and there's collections and there's like DAOs and they're trying to like muddy the waters. But art is always going to be art. You know, that's fine. You've got your financial products. And I don't really like that Wall Street comes into spaces trying to poo-poo our art. Because let's face it, those DAOs and whatever, all of this, you know, we're, we're helping that. They're, they're building it. So the quality of art is important to me. And I appreciate your time that you came. This is like going to the museum, right? And having an artist show their work. So I really appreciate your time and sharing this. Um, anybody have any questions or any other comments? Please go ahead. I just want to say that thing looks amazing. Both of them, like, I still can't, I've I just been looking at the video in a loop. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, is the word entomology? Because that's what I was thinking about. Hey, we learn a lot every day. This is so amazing. Well, we're discussing the art of collaboration and what is a collaboration? How do we get inspired? And we, we've been so fortunate to have um, Lucid here and Jeremy, who is uh very well known in artificial intelligence art. And um, I'm so glad that we had the space. Um, 
Anybody want to share with us uh, their stories of collaboration? Um, Lucid, did you want to share anything? Uh, no, I, I did see Texadella come up for a bit, and then I think he had to take off. And uh, yeah, I think he mentioned he was had to go take a walk. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, you know sort of swing back with Texadelic. Um, he's he's a, he's a really abstract artist, and um, you know just the ability to work with him uh, just you know really heightens the art that I was able to work on. Um, and it, it, it's, it's an amazing experience just doing that, you know, just to sort of, um, bounce off somebody else that, you know, doesn't has skills that you don't have. And, you know, and, and same with yourself, Sandy, it's, it's, uh, it's been really fun, you know? And so, yeah, Sandy and I, we have, um, a collection, uh, we just, well, it hasn't been released. I think it's coming out Tuesday, um, but it's going to be on known origin and, um, yeah, we're, we're excited to get it out. So, yeah, I was going to say something similar that like collaboration really like it, 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 when, when, it, when it's the right ones, cause there are, there are, there are some that are not the right ones, but it sharpens your sword. And I think somebody was talking about it earlier, where it's like, it's almost when you're afraid to collaborate, it's not so much the what the other person is bringing is that it's sometimes I feel like for me is am I ready to be on this level? And that's kind of like a lot, a little bit of like imposter syndrome kicking in and stuff like that. But then you start to realize that if each one of you guys just gives the other person the space to be themselves and you guys start to flow together, just amazing stuff just comes from it. I mean, like I said, I'm, I, I'm, a, I've been a producer for many, many years, you know, from the time I was 16 until whatever age I am now. And um, it's always been this thing of like, let me see what you're going to do first and let me see how I could fill in the gaps. And then the same thing again. And and the bad ones, the bad collaborations are usually when the person kind of like what you say, they just want to just, this is my project. You're here to do this. You did. And I'm like, okay, well then this is a work for hire. This is not what that is. And another note that I took from, all of the conversation was that Da Vinci thing. I don't know if it was Da Vinci, but you said like the great, they had apprentices. That's also very important to be like, oh, this is the vision and this is who I can see can contribute to the vision to make it better. And as somebody that's done a couple albums, that's what really what made the albums that I was part of really great when everyone was collaborating to make that exquisite corpse, like you guys said. Thank you. You know what? Mentorship is so important. I knew um, James Nussbaum, who did hand-painted silk in Laguna Beach, and he didn't pass his art on to anyone. He was never married and had children. And while he taught it, it was just, I just thought, oh my gosh, there's no one who's ever going to know what he knew. So it would be nice. And by the way, I just posted up in the nest, speaking of collaboration, if you look up in the nest, the Fear for Tez, Friday the 13th, there is an event. If you are minting on the Tezos blockchain, there is an event you can submit to work. And um, Lily White um, is doing this. And so the Tezos community events, um, you can get information about it. And they've got it in all different languages, too, as far as what the rules are. Basically, you just have to mint new work between today and May 12th is the deadline to mint it. And then you just submit it. 
and it can be a solo or a collab. And they've got different categories you can submit art for. And I've done an event with them before. They had a Fear for Tez. They had an April Fool's Day event, which was really fun. We did that and I met new artists and uh, there were new collectors that learned about my work. And also it was just kind of um, a community building event as well. And um, sometimes there's charities and things. But anyway, if you are on the Tezos Network, this should be a big event and it's being curated by somebody from Object as well. So it's not just a little event. There There will be a lot of eyes and it should be interesting. And um, okay, well, we are getting, let's see, we've been uh, speaking for about an hour about uh, doing collaborations with music, with art, the old and the new, the old becomes new. And um, so what, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, do, we, do we have anybody else who would like to share today or ask questions about um, anything? Hi, everyone. Hi, Likely. Welcome to the Art of Collab. We're talking about art. And um, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your experience with art and collaboration. Well, I'm so, so sorry about intro. intro I mean, I'm so sorry ab- about all this thing, but um, I am Omar Marina from the Gambia, the smiling coast of West Africa. Um. I am a high high school graduate. I attended Civil Senior Secondary School. I mean, I live in a town called Brikama with my mom, dad, and five of my little siblings. We live together in, in an apartment. Um, I'm from a very bad financial standpoint family in my country. I mean, we all live together as one family, which makes living so hard and stressful. Actually, I don't mean to stress everybody. I don't mean to bother anyone with my words, but... um. It makes living so hard and stressful with us here. It's so sad and depressing with us here ever since my dad lost the only job that he had. Thank you for coming, Likely. I'm very sorry about your situation. Um, You were right. There is a lot of bad things going on. Um, My relatives in Iran, Venezuela. So it is a kind of a terrible situation. We're happy for the blockchain. It is provide an opportunity for us to connect and try to help each other and through this community. So thank you for coming. Um, Today, we are going to continue talking about the art of collab. And um, there is a film festival. So do you want to tell us about the film festival, Lucid? And is it... Is it do you, does it have to be a collaboration or can you submit your work single, and 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 what is this film festival exactly? I'm just curious. Um, the the uh, it's known origin, which is an amazing platform. So, did you want to tell us about that a little bit? Uh, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, known origin, um, and this is mainly because I'm part of the AI uh, community. Um, known origin has been uh, supporting AI artwork, um, and so what they wanted to do, uh, sort of, you know, to bring everybody in, was uh, to host this AI art film festival, and so people would um, submit, you know all their AI art art, artwork and it was, it had to be obviously a film and um, you know, they, they selected, I think the top 20 or so. Um, And those would be actually be minted on known origin. And um, with that, they would have a whole presentation 
um, with real judges and they um, would, you know, end up giving out awards. So, you know, it, they were trying to um, sort of mimic, you know, true real life uh, film festivals. So, you know, but with the, the AI spin into it. So, so that's, that's, you know, <laughs> many people have, submitted some amazing art um if you were to check you know so the the hashtag known i think it was known ai film festival and you can see some of the the amazing uh videos that were submitted and it's it's uh pretty impressive thank you i love film festivals sid please go ahead yeah yeah we we, we have farmer here farmer is uh uh, one, I believe he's he's exhibiting there, but not only that, he also designed. Um, I think it's called Amy. Um, so if if Farmer would would maybe step up and say a few words, um, he designed uh, something equivalent to Oscar. So it's the first one, and uh, I think he he made play word with the uh, Emmy Award and whatever AI, and so it became Amy. Um, Farmer. Can you join us, please? Uh, there are other other artists here. I see a lot of good names here, who are you know eclectic is here. You know, uh, I I don't know who else who else is 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 having that. Obviously, Jeremy is having you know because he's a kind of a, a guru uh, of all of this kind of animation work. He's teaching us as well. That's another thing form of collaboration exchange of knowledge you know you know passing the knowledge to other people and jeremy loves doing that what happened to farmer he disappeared yeah um, I, I can say uh you know uh farmer and i are, are currently working together on a a collab piece and and uh yeah it's a, a slightly bigger project and we're not ready to announce it yet but um yeah we're we're uh having some fun with it so yeah illustrata as well i think she has a piece there i believe i don't know but i believe because she does also beautiful animation i mean there are a lot of amazing artists here i, I think this room is full of ai artists actually <laughs> which is fantastic it's lovely to see that well in a way anybody who's doing nfts is kind of technical right no matter how much you're not technical to be able to mint an NFT, you have to have some level of ability to pick up the phone and do something. So while that may not seem like a big deal to you, I spent a lot of time helping onboard artists, you know, who don't understand that much. And by the way, Jeremy, if you had gotten into Bitcoin way back then, I did, there's a possibility you might have lost your seed phrase. <laughs> Because there's a lot of people who did buy Bitcoin, who did get into it and did stuff. And I actually had written it down, but we, we had flooding where I lived and I lost my seed phrase and a lot of documents, including no you know, how to yeah i'm one of those people yeah who had some oh, bitcoin God, no. 2013 it was 2013 is when i got into it but you know what that was good because i feel like all these things happen for a good reason so you know like losing your seed phrase not giving it out and and so sometimes you learn these hard lessons and so you can help other people and maybe they won't make that mistake i can see that i can see that upside but still losing it oh terrible not very nice 
That's all right. That's okay. We learn uh, technology. You know, the blockchain is the same as the real world, right? You know, in the real world, you don't leave all your doors and windows open and leave all your jewelry out in your front yard. So people have to learn a little bit about safety um, while they get really excited about the money financial aspect of it. And I'm really glad, Jeremy, you shared your journey about how long it took to even become familiar, to even like want to listen to what are NFTs, and then to just take the time to learn and sit down and do that. And, um, and so that, that's, that's probably one of the hardest part, right, is, is just getting people through that bridge of getting them over to come on, hey, check this out over here. And um, well, we have other uh, artists who also want to share their stories with us. I'm going to give a welcome up here to Taliesin. Welcome to our program. You're joining us for the Art of Collab. Thank you. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us uh, what's going on today. Hello, Talzin. Are you oh, able to yeah, unmute yeah, yourself? Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, I just wanted to share like um, a little collab I did um, about a half a year ago just with my um, little sister and my little brother. Um, just had to figure out like, oh, there you go. Hearing it. So it's for my older sister's um, birthday. Um, so I did like the background and my sister and brother. I created all those characters. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to like share that. And that's really it. Well, thank you for coming. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and pin your work up there. And if you'd like to tell us about that, please go ahead. Um, well, so we are all kind of like living in a separate place. We're all like in Iceland, but like all in a um, different area. So we just created like this, um, you know, Google document um, where we would kind of like share around ideas. And like through a span of about two weeks, we created this image for our older sister's um, birthday. Yeah. So I think that's like one of my favorite. Last Thank you. I pinned up your actual work of your OpenSea collection as well. You have an interesting AI collection that you've got going. And um Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, are you? Have you heard of this AI film festival that's happening? Is that something that you know about, or you're just joining us to talk about collab today? Um, yeah, actually, um, one of my videos got selected um, to be a part of the festival. That's all really exciting. Well, that relations. That's excellent. I'm gonna look for that and see if I can pin that up in the room as well. And look at it myself. Um, did you want to tell us about that? Uh, the the video. Um, sure. So it was done in Kitty. Um, that um, you know, VQGAN clip um, software. So I just started off with like these really basic shapes. You know, um, just like these these little um, kind of like cubicle lines that like kind of like just change shape and do this like little circular motion, like super, super simple. And then I just ran it through VQ clip, um, <clears throat> sorry. And yeah, and created um, this video. And I was hanging out with my friend who's a sound designer and, you know, we decided to make this thing together. So yeah, there you go, that's another collab. Um, that I did, um, yeah, a couple of months ago. Um, but then I heard about this festival and decided to, you know, tag him. And um, luckily, um, they really liked it. So I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's super creative. I really love it. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um. So I've always been like really interested in AI, and I like it's kind of like playing a video game for me. It's just like a constant like exploration. You know, I really love RPGs, procedural generation stuff, and this is kind of like really similar to that, but like with art. And so I just use like businessman as like a catalyst for like just like playing around with images and stuff. So that's like where that theme came up. You know, it's not really much deeper than that. Just, you know. Talzin, did I say your name right? I love what you made for your sister. That's so beautiful. Um, you're very talented. This is uh, so beautiful. Thank you for coming today. Well, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, this has been a really informative talk. And um, yeah, I've been looking at you guys' profile and it's just like extraordinary. Really, really unique. Um, I like what a lot of you guys are doing with uh, similar software. Um, I think we've all, you know, had enough time to really explore and like find our own kind of style within that environment, which, you know, I think it's really exciting. Yes, it is. It is a very exciting time. There is a renaissance happening in technology as well as the art world. And art, is, art reflects life. Hello. Welcome, Pevin. Everybody, I'd like to introduce you to Pevin. And thank you, Talzin, for joining us. Pevin is a musician world-renowned musician. He has invented a genre of music, people. And Pevin is also an artist. He can paint. Uh, I mean, there is a talent flowing from every finger of this person. I'm so glad you were able to take time out of your day and join us. Please unmute yourself. Tell us about your ideas about collaboration and whatever you want to share with us. Thank you so much, Pevin, for coming. Hey, no problem. How's the room doing? Um, collaboration. Uh, let's see. I say that the, the thing I've learned about collaboration is that there comes a point when it has to be finished. It has to be, you know, have that shine, that, that moment where you say, ah, it's done. And which person decides that in a collab, you know? And if it's a, if it's something that both of you think about and you have a different take on what finished looks like, then that might become a bit of an issue. But usually calmer heads prevail in that circumstance and the art and the and just wanting it to, to see the general population is becomes the goal. So, you know, I would say that, you know, patience is, is a part of collab. Um, and, and the way I looked at it for a long time was I would be sent records often, you know, to save the day, if you will. So obviously they think I might be able to. So I, I you know, I just become the person that they think I am, you know what I mean? Even if I'm not that, you know, and it, and it just benefits me in the end because I wind up reaching way further than I thought I could. So, you know, and it just surprises you yourself as an artist to, to you know, just be delighted with the outcome because you, you threw caution to the wind. And that's an important aspect of it. So that's pretty much what I wanted to add, you know, altogether. Thanks. That and your smooth voice. When you speak, the vibe of the room changes. So I. Uh, and in addition, the value of your experience and what you share with us, that is so great. Thank you very much. You're right. When is it done? When do you let it go? And um, that's very important. Sid, go ahead, please. Yeah, thanks. 
Uh, I mean, that's Pavan, yeah. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Um, it is a um, good question, actually. Um, the way the way uh, I teach uh, collaboration and my students do is that uh, you set up set of goals and they're measurable. And if they're not measurable, they're not goals. So these uh, uh, kind of elements that you can measure output if you hit them, that means you finished. Uh, and the way I teach uh, uh, is to have very rational approach to the whole process. So if your design process is rational, then you will know on the end. If you dive in into project just fully emotionally, which is beautiful experience as well, um, you can actually uh, uh, loop around one place kind of forever. It's like uh, if you don't set up your goals when you're researching, uh, you may research to the rest of your life and still just kind of end up from one rabbit hole to another one. Um, so yeah, it's very, very important that collaboration is structured. Without structure, it, it can fall out or fall apart very, very quickly. Yeah, that's what I wanted only to say really. But yeah, it's really important some people Actually, they dive into collaboration without thinking. So, so setting goals is important. Being while art is not something you can necessarily measure, your goals are things you can measure. You're right. And when I find myself doing my art, there's there's certain check marks in our head that we do even as artists when we decide if we're done with an art. And sometimes that can get kind of confusing if you're using AI and software and you want to say, well, will it look better, this and that? And you, you might sit there, but I find if you do that too much, then you just kind of lose it. It turns into this other weird thing. And you didn't really end up doing your art. You just kind of got lost in the process of what that AI was trying to do for you. So I had some personal struggles with that until, like you said, Sid, it came back to exactly what you said. You know, I, I want to do so many works. Does it have A, B, C, and D? Does it meet these things? And then I'm done. I don't care how many other possibilities and buttons I can push. I'm done. That work is finished. So I think this is something we all learn as an artist, whether it's collab or um, with people you're working with, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a there is a phrase that I keep telling to my students, and it's kind of a little rhyme I'm sure all of you heard, is prepare to fail, fail to prepare, you know. So it's a, it's a, you, you, if you don't plan, um, and, you know, artists sometimes don't like planning because they like experience of being within that headspace. But if you don't plan your action, you, you're not going to arrive anywhere. I think AI art and generally digital art is, is kind of a, a, in some funny way, much easier to plan because it's um, you're using tools which are kind of a, a drive you into preparation because you have to prepare the file, you have to do particular certain things in order to move to the next thing. If we are talking about traditional art, that's slightly, slightly different. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, collaboration is great. You should all embrace it because that's the future, you know. I we, I do exercise with my students, you know. We we do exercise and then do quick uh, a brainstorming and um, you know because it's, sometimes it's very difficult to start the project, you know. 
So, uh, you know, if you have four of them, suddenly you have times four, 16 uh, ideas and kind of to be discussed. And if you're on your own, you can have only four at your best. And you can't even kind of uh, 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 soundboard them against other people. You can't hear the feedback and we all need feedback especially early in in kind of design process or you know or cre creative process so yeah collaborate that's the only way forward so i have another question i want to pose to all the artists thank you sid by the way you being an architect i think it's a lot easier for people with certain training and background to be more methodical in their art than maybe somebody who might be a musician or have a different background um by the way what is your opinion about what's happening just with art in general what's like pe people like traditionally it was like music you bought you bought records um a, a painting you bought but now it's all digital um i mean are artists going to continue painting you know um, are musicians going to actually pick up a guitar and write notes or are we just going to just you know click and slide what do you think about what's happening in that area as far as um, creativity? Ooh, can I talk about that one a little? Please um, take it away. Yeah, um, I think what's happening is there's there's being a a split. I think um, art and industry, you know, are are kind of clashing. And what I think also is that uh, the music in and of itself is in a place where we can decide a couple of things. We can decide to have it be com completely based on just the, uh, the instrumentation, or we could have it completely based on, you know, digital, the digital side. So in my studying, I've come to see that there is a place for both sides. There is a place for both, you know, the organic acoustic lover and also the digital lover. But whether or not there is a place in the uh, in the general population based on what we've been taught and how we see our e economy, I don't know if there's a place that is going to be shareable, you know. And unfortunately, you know, um, things don't seem like there will be going in the new musician's direction. But I'm here to say that I'm probably one of the last of Mohegans and um, <laughs> I'm gonna put up a fight about it. And particularly, you know, because I'm someone who loves both, both sounds, acoustic and digital equally. So I find that, you know, making sure that both of them exist is something that I, I have to have happen. And thank God for, you know, what we got happening with the technology in Web3, because it's giving me, you know, life in terms of the, the ability to feel like I'm reinvigorated with my art. And, you know, it's giving me optimism. So thankfully, I'll say that I don't know where this thing's going to go. but as it does go and as it travels, I intend on being an integral part as to what direction that is. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, please, um, Ruben. And then uh, we have um, Marcy after. Please go ahead, Ruben, with your comments or question. 
Yes, um, my opinion about this subject is um, coexistence. Um, every advancement in technology throughout history, and we have seen these moments when we see, well, this new technology is going to make this other obsolete and people will not use it anymore. And that doesn't happen all the time, it coexists. We can see this with photography. Um, you know, some centuries ago, the only way to get an image of a person was through painting. Then comes photography, and a lot of people said, well, there's no reason to paint anymore. We, we got the photograph. You know, it's more real, more um, with more fi fi fidelity, I think is how you say. Same happened with, uh, with TV and the movies. Like, uh, well, we, we can all see, see the... Uh, see the actors in the screen, so we don't have to do go to the theater anymore. Um, actors don't have to do the same play every day, but that doesn't happen. They coexist, so that's what I think is going to happen. If they they will coexist, of course. We have seen this um, with the advancement advancement of tools, like uh, we have this um, iPad, Wacom's, and so on. N nobody's going to use a pencil and a, in a paper anymore, and that doesn't happen. People keep using this. Um, all the ways. So my opinion is this, you know, like it's going to be more diverse ways of creating art and they will all coexist. Amen. I agree. Hybridized. We, we, we will use tools in hybrid way, both way, analog and digital. And I, I don't think one will kill each other. There is no way. Marcy, I want to hear, God. yeah, I want to hear your comments. And I have something that I want to share about what you all said, because I want to tell you about the art that is getting lost that we don't realize. But please, um, you've had your hand up. Marcy, I want to hear what you have to say. Go ahead. Um, it's a very good question. And I I have kind of two answers to it. I So I've experienced personally myself, um, I started doing digital on Procreate. And I was just so tickled by it and really, really surprised as a person who is not like technologically savvy in any way. And I thought, I wonder if this is going to replace what I usually do. Am I going <laughs> to, am I going to get rid of all my art supplies? And it turns out after a couple months, I have the longing to squeeze some acrylic paint out of a tube and, take a scraper and scrape across a piece of paper. So I don't know how people who learn to create on computers, I don't know if they will have that desire for physical materials like paints and, and, and clay and et cetera. But I, I know that for me and, and I'm, Gen X, I'm 50. So for me, I, you know, my life has been with actual materials, paint and, and such. Um, and I found that the digital has enhanced my um, traditional. So what I, what I'm finding is, is that I will take a photograph of a piece of artwork that I've made um, tradi traditionally, and then I will go in and enhance it digitally. And I, I 
I feel like it's a tool that's given me the ability to be, excuse me, the ability to be a better artist. So I do think it is going to change the landscape um, in, a, in, a, in a huge way. I don't know what the future holds for, for people that are using traditional materials as far as like the coming generations who actually learn how to create digitally. Um, but it definitely can't, it definitely cannot replace um, all those other materials. It just can be another tool in your arsenal. And, and, and that's to me really exciting. Thank you, Marcy. And Pevin, I'm with you as far as I want to be there and have a say so about, um, Art And so I'm going to tell you the sad story about Persian rugs, okay? So Persian rugs, one of the oldest forms um, uh, where indigenous people express their art, they use vegetable dyes and these rugs last for centuries, right? Well, this is a dying art form now. We are witnessing the last generation um, pretty much of Persian rugs. And so if you if you look at Iran, there used to be centers where they made these dyes and they did these processes and they and they and you could buy the fiber. It is only down to one. There is literally only just one place now in Iran, the major place where the dyes are created and this um, art form continues. And why is this happening? For many reasons. I watched it happen when my father was alive because he, you know, I, I grew up with Persian rugs, all his brothers. And and so he was telling me, because first of all, um, China was able to make exactly these Persian rugs for a lot cheaper. And so right away, the, the, the modernization and the equipment, so that took a huge bite out of the industry and copying the designs. And that took away a lot of the money and interest in paying high money for somebody who's actually sat there and made these rugs, right? And the other thing that's difficult is these rugs, the way they're made is it's a mother and a daughter. They sit opposite each other. And the mother is telling a story. And as she's telling the story, they weave this rug. So these sacred geometric designs that you'll also find in indigenous rugs in the United States. However, you know, you tell somebody to go paint a river, everybody's going to have a different perception of what that river is and tell you a different story of that river. So this art form is literally going extinct. And they guesstimate that within 15 years, they're not even going to be really making them because the children of these people are no longer interested in sitting. If they have cell phones, they're playing their games, they're um, hooked into the electronics. So while some art forms may continue, my photography that's black and white will continue. I'm still going to be able to sell my art and bring that to galleries. But there are going to be certain types of art forms that are going to go extinct. And like you, Pevin, I'm going to stand here and shout and try to maintain um, certain things that have been around for centuries that we just cannot lose because it, we cannot go back and get that knowledge once once it's cut off and gone. That's it. It's not like in a program and you can go download it and the computer can do it and the AI might learn it. These are handmade things, the music and the songs. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, technology does change things and certain things. And I, I, I feel like I'm the recently there was a rhino that was born it was a very rare rhino and the mother had had eight miscarriages until this little baby rose made it 
right? And I did a tribute to this baby rose rhino. And it's a dark, you know, artwork. It's very dark. But you know what? I feel like I'm that little rhino. I'm trying to like hang in there. And and whether it's music or art form, I want to just make sure that we maintain things that are meaningful to us that make humanity maintain its humanity, right? And um, thank you very much for letting me share that with you. We have one more new guest that joined us, Brandon Stowe. Welcome to um, our myths. We're discussing the art of collaboration. And um, I'm curious what your experience is. Please go ahead and share with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, I want to agree with you that like, with the rise of industry, like, it's often like hand in hand with like a loss of craft. And then I, I want to kind of agree with, with a uh, polar art and Ruben and the, what I think is different about like painting. It's, I, I don't really think painting will ever be lost because it's kind of like this tactile experience that always kind of brings you back. And it kind of is like in a direct opposition to the rise of industry in a way, because well, you might be making a rug to and that is an art form in itself, but at the end of the day, you need to like profit off of that. But if you're a painter, like ninety percent of painters, you don't become a painter to get rich. You know, like it's that love of like the tactile sensation and painting and yeah. But I really enjoyed like just hearing everybody, and I just wanted to kind of introduce myself. Go ahead, Sid. Thank you for coming, Brandon. Um, right. Just one piece of information, really. I mean, um, for years, we've been hearing, at least in UK, there is a threat to fine art, so traditional art, or how do you call it in US, liberal arts, um, painting and, and, and sculpture. So, you know, first was this idea of STEM subjects being forced into school over the uh, kind of music you know, fine art, etc. in primary, secondary education. And it's true, STEM has taken over, and I don't know whether you use the same shorthand for that, um, science and te- uh, technology. Um, and initially, the first generation kind of, yeah, we lost suddenly a number of students in our art school at university. But now it's quite opposite, actually. We had resurgence in the last two years we have much, much more than we ever had applications uh, from students to study fine art, painting, sculpture, really traditional arts. And that's very heartwarming for me because I believe we need that as equal as we need kind of digital development um, because that goes hand in hand. It's, It's without saying. Also, there was this another threat and it came unfortunately from you guys from us called design thinking it's industry trying to kind of um, put a liberal art or, or kind of fine art into straight jackets uh, that threat kind of just evaporized it's it's not real anymore it's not real really at least in uk we don't see any consequence of that so popularity of the fine art is 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 just uh, you know, if anything, is even stronger now than it was like 10 years or 15 years ago. So I, I believe that that human element of analog, direct connection, hand, brain, emotion, and, and, and hand will always stay there. Unfortunately, 
we will lose crafts and we have lost a lot of crafts like silk crafts in uk was very very famous especially in this place where i work coventry medieval kind of crafts of making these fine uh, uh, you know uh, pieces of cloth is gone because industry has taken over machines make it faster better proverbially better make 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 it faster but not necessarily uh, more desirable because they don't actually hold the same value so the value of being made by hand will always always surpass something made by machines and i think that's something that the further we go into kind of development as as humans i think that will be even more important because that will keep us connected to our own kind of what we are really in essence so that's my view and i i believe it thank you i appreciate that said yep it, that is, there is a resurgence about certain types of um, interest in traditional arts. Absolutely. We may lose some things, but we we decide what, what's important and we, we, we keep that. And so I'm glad we don't lose music. The purity of music and, and not having AI fix all that stuff up is, is just so nice. And you know what? Some musicians, they have like different, there's different kinds of voices, right? Like somebody, like, like Stevie Nicks kind of voice, right? Like she probably couldn't make it in the music industry if she tried to go now because her voice is different than, than, you know, what was considered acceptable. So we need variety. We can't have just, you know, cookie cutter thing. And I'm glad, Sid, you told us that this straight jacket art thing is not happening. Um, Please, Marcy, you have your hand up. I'm going to give you the mic. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I said I'm actually surprised to hear that, um, and that's great, great to hear actually. Um, and I, I think that we are going to lose a lot. I'm curious to see what the future holds for um, art supply stores. Um, hopefully, it will be like what Sid said, and maybe people will have this yearning for paints and paintbrushes and pencils and et cetera, um, because they've become so inundated with digital. Um, but we are going to lose, we are going to lose a lot. And I actually would just like to pose the question, how do you feel like we can save that stuff? Um, because I don't, I don't want to lose all the things that we have right now to digital. I, I, I like digital being an, a, a tool that could enhance what we're already doing but how do we how do we stop ourselves from from losing all those things like the mother and daughter creating a rug the art of that is is the relationship that happened between the mother and the daughter um and that that's that's going to that's going to disappear unless you know we find people who are very very dedicated to keeping that alive and I just wonder, how do we do that? Go ahead, Pevin. You have an answer for this. Go ahead. Not so much as an answer. I think I have more of a, a scenario that will give her hope based on the issue. Um, what I've seen is that through the digital art, as wonderful and as high fidelity as it is, what we're, we're, what we're seeing is artists use their eyes for how powerful the human eye is. And that son of a gun is seriously powerful. 
The human eye can see some amazing things up close. I've seen some 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 photorealism and some realistic stuff that is like you have to really look closely to, to see. But that digital aspect of things, what that's done is it's retraining the eye, the human eye. And we are actually adapting our eye. If you really take a look at what's happening, go to Instagram, on Google, see, see how artists are actually reflecting back the technology. And I'm telling you, oh, this we're going to be painting for hundreds of years to come because artists can see. We can see y'all and we see we're the best computer on the planet. Yeah, OK, so please pat yourselves on the back for being in this group. All right. And being a human being who's an artist, because I'm telling you, you're using a very, very particular part of yourself and it's infinite in its possibility. So bravo to, to the room. Oh, thank you so much. You always raise the vibration and give us the perspective of stand back. And this is what we need to see. Thank you very much. You have mentored many people and we definitely need your leadership and as well, Jeremy. Um, I'm going to uh, give the mic to, we have one person, La Roque, um, I believe, and then um, Tom, and then we're going to end the room because it's been a couple of hours and um, I am a mother and I will be doing real world stuff. But next week I'd like to meet again. And if you'd like to join us again next weekend, um, we normally do it Sundays, but uh, this week we did it Saturdays. We'd like to, I'd like to meet again and, and continue our discussion about art, the future of art and collaboration. But right now, um, Jeremy, you have your hand up. Did you want to say something? Please go ahead before we get to Lara. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did want to speak a little bit about how um, people believe that technology is a threat to the traditional form of visual art. And I want to point out that uh, prior prior to the 1500s, art was uh, used as a cultural identity uh, by churches and rulers and wealthy noblemen that commissioned the pieces. It was during the Renaissance period where art exploded and um, it basically became something that was desired, valued and honored uh, all over the world. Um, and the digital age has really enhanced that. like. Like there are so many people that have seen, for example, the Mona Lisa because, you know, you can just type that in uh, to your browser. And I really think that, um, yeah, there, there's no threat. Uh, I think that the, the digital age has expanded the bounds of creativity and and really given power and artistic license to everyone. So most forms of art are going to be you know, greatly enhanced by this. Um, while, you know, there will be a certain amount of churn and unfortunately some art forms may not really exist uh, in a hundred years, uh, there will be new ones that arise. And a good example of this is uh, just 50 years ago, like if you wanted to record an album or 40 years ago or 30 years ago, you had to have a sizable amount of money and pay a producer and sit in a studio and and do all of that. And so many people now can record an entire, you know, catalog of music um, in their homes with a with an interface hooked into their computer. And and to some extent, you can do this on an iPad. So I think. 
I think that generally speaking, like, uh, yeah, I think that the digital age is enhancing um, the arts in a way that nobody could have imagined a hundred years ago. Very true. Very true. Tom LaRoque, please yes. welcome. I appreciate this entire room's uplifting and high vibration discussion on uh, things that are real. Um, I work on digital art um, from the NFTS tips room uh, last January, and I've been up in here with Jeremy making AI art for the last few months. Um, but I also have a 10,000 piece record collection, a vinyl collection. So, you know, while I talk here with some of the greats and smartest people in the world during the week, um, I get to offset that for four hours, right? And go play an analog audio set for real people and see how they react and feel emotion and feel, you know, feel something back from the audience per se. But um, I, I just wanted to share one way that I offset living a full digital art life or whatever is, uh, and I didn't know if I'd find solace in this, but being that we're having this conversation, I find that maybe you guys would find solace. Um, I find solace in using YouTube to find these lost crafts that we're on the verge of losing. And uh, I, I find and I watch these videos, whether it's porcelain making, um, woodworking, um, a lost technique from Japan that maybe is on the verge of being lost, right? Um, even the Museum of London, their restoration of art videos is a beautiful way to end the night. Watching an artist work on analog pieces of work that we may or may not know from the past and seeing how they can fully restore that and watching the analog tools and techniques by hand that these artists and craftsmen um, who go unnoticed, unseen, unmentioned, um, these are some of the ways I find solace in offsetting a full digital day life with then studying or dabbling in analog events. So thank you for letting me share. And I have a question for you. Um, how do you feel when you look at your artwork after you've done a collaboration? Tell us about that. Myself? Yes, yourself personally, the artist, yes. How do I feel after working on a collaboration, say, with others, uh, like a piece of digital art, you mean? Yeah, do you, like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I did that. Do you feel ownership of that? Do you feel that that still represents you? Do you feel like, because sometimes I'm like, wow, I've never done that kind of, is that still me? So I do. So, Let me tell you why. Tell me that. On day one, I got an iPhone. I paid the manager to, so I didn't even have to wait on the line. I went out to the back door of the Apple store on day one and got my iPhone, right? And then for years, we've been promoted all these apps, hundreds and thousands of apps for creativity and making our life faster. And AI is in the app, and this will help us. So by the early 2010s, I was already testing the waters with pro apps to see how far I could push the resolution and DPI to come out of an iPhone. My friends in real life who are artists and photographers they were very cynical, very, very cynical. But for the last, you know, 10 years, I've pushed through, continued to make art daily using iOS devices and share it with them so that, you know, I would get feedback and that way I'd get better. So 
I've stood behind my digital art since day one. I've stood behind the tools that are literally in our hand that are sometimes more powerful than the computers we use because they can iterate faster, they work faster, they don't pinwheel, etc. And now my phone is loaded up with a nice arsenal of professional apps that if I put something in at 300 DPI, 4,000 by 6,000, I get the same resolution out. So I do feel a sense of ownership on digital art projects, collaborations. I posted up a collaboration with the artist Sabet today because I tend to take people's art and remix it and then post it back out for fun, um, just as like a community event. So yeah, I definitely take full ownership of digital art. Um, it's here to stay. And um, we now have some of the best opportunities ever with the blockchain to uh, move forward uh, with our dreams and, and projects. I'm glad about your good experience with that. And thank you for coming and sharing that with us today. I don't want to leave the room. I want to continue hearing all of you speak. So thank you so much for bringing your ears to our space. We're talking about the art of collaboration. We've got Jeremy, we've got Pevin, we've got world-renowned musician, world-renowned AI artists, world-renowned architects. We have people from all walks of life. And then we have, um, you know, simple photographers like me who are, are exploring the art of collaboration with um, people who understand technology like Lucid. So Lucid um, has done collaborations and Jeremy, you've done collaborations. So is this a new genre or not? Is this something that's been going on forever and we're just thinking we discovered it? Yeah. Collaborations have been going on for a really long time. I think one thing that, the internet has enabled us to do, for example, like um, me and me and Lucid, we did a collaboration recently and I've never met him. Uh, that would have been impossible 20 or 30 years ago to really do that. I mean, it could have been done. I guess we would have to meet like via, you know, pen pals or something. And then I would have to ship him, you know, whatever I worked on. and but. Yeah. Um, so I think it's expanded, like, the ability, the options to collaborate. I can collaborate with people on the other side of the world now. I can collaborate with people that live in cities that I'll probably never go to. So I'm going to take that as a yes. This type of <laughs> collaboration is new. Because like you said, in the old days, you had to get on a ship. You had to make all these arrangements. Never mind. I mean, like in the old, I would have to go through your manager, you know, your gallery owner and, and, and all kinds of doors and barriers. But today in the space, one of our um, artists made a collaboration with Ruben and, you know, just found two different people she's going to do collaborations with. And, and so, yeah, it, it's like right in front of us, we, we see this thing happening. So there is something very interesting happening. People are co uh, collaborating and coming together. Um, not necessarily because they're from the same walk of life either, right? Like I would have never imagined I could do a collaboration with Kevin and bring my artwork and, and have him, you know, write a song about it or, you know, anyway, I want to hear what other yeah. people have to say. And, um, and so if I could uh, give the mic to somebody new, um, Omidi, Nar Nariman Omidi, welcome to our program. And then we'll go to Nemo after that. Nariman, you can unmute yourself. Welcome to uh, 
the art of the collaboration. Omidi, please go ahead if you can unmute yourself and welcome. Maybe there's some technical difficulties. We'll come back. Um, how about Nemo? Find your Nemo. What is your opinion about collaboration? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm really into the collab space, uh, especially with the you know the newfound uh, online digital like relevance from NFTs. If you guys are involved in any of that, I really was into digital art a lot sooner than most people. I've, I've been doing it for a few years now, but uh, with the you know popularity of NFTs, it's just exploded. And um, I've been I've done a few collabs, and my latest collection is actually um, uh, like a collaborative pass collection. So people are you know buying into uh, one of my pieces and then kind of joining us on a collaborative journey through a through our next uh, phase of drops. Would you like to pin up your collaboration? I'm curious um, to know how, you know, if you want to tell us yeah. about it, how that happened, and um, what is your opinion about that? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, one second, I'm whipping, <laughs> driving. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can find oh, I think I have focus on your driving. You know what? I'll go on your profile. I'll look at it. And um, But yeah, why don't you just tell us about it and focus on your driving. And we can also come back to you if you're busy right no, now. That's all right. It's fine. I can I can talk about it. Um, so the first collab that I did after like, I, I found some early success uh, with one of my drops. And so then, you know, I decided I wanted to reach out to a, a, a local friend that I, I like felt really needed a, uh, like a, a venue to, to show his talents. So I went and bought him a laptop um, and just like, you know, got him involved in, in, in art through uh, pixelart.com is like super simple way to to make digital art is through through pixel art and he, he was more of a musician so i said here make this but let's let's do a collab project together and then let's make a song uh so then we made a song together and then we we included that as as part of the the nft like some of them have music attached so um you know we put that out it's done pretty well we sold um you know, the majority of the NFTs in the collection, we built like a really strong community around it. So it was it was nice to see someone that I thought, you know, really deserved some light shined on them to uh, to do so well so quickly. I'm glad you had a good positive experience with that. Um, if you do find your collab, please pin it up. I, I'm still looking. I wasn't able to find it. I'm looking at your profile. And um, I think we had Narima come back with us. Na Nariman Omidi, did you? Are you able to unmute yourself and join us? What was that? Okay, well, uh, maybe they're having difficulty. Are you there, Narima? Okay, maybe go to listener and then come back, request the mic, and then we'll try it again. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's see. I don't want to remove you, so why don't you bring yourself down to listener and then... Um, you can come back and we'll try to get to you. Okay, so um, I've got another request. I want to give the mic to Toxic Man. Um, Toxic Man is going to get the mic. And um, I want to hear, Toxic Man is in Iran, so it's like the wee hours of the morning over there. Hi, Toxic Man. Welcome. We're talking about the art of collaboration. So please tell us about um, yourself and if you've done a collaboration and um, what you think about that hello guys uh, good morning this is 
six, six in the morning here in Iran. Uh, I have a question about collab collaboration. Um, I think I should do collaboration, but I don't know anything about a smart contract. Uh, I heard uh, about collaboration. You should have a, a smart contract for collaboration uh, to sell your art. Is, is that correct? Oh, thank you, Toxic Man, for coming up. Lucid, uh, I'm going to let you take that question because you're a lot better at technical at this stuff. So please go ahead. I know the answer is no, you don't have to have a smart contract, but I'm going to let you talk about it. Uh, I can see um, there's, you know, some of the, the marketplaces have many uh, different types of, you know, collaborative contracts. So, you know, like as an example, uh, known origin, uh, Sandy and I put out a collaborative contract and, you know, it was fairly straightforward. No, no, no more difficult than creating a single contract with, um, you know, a, a non-collaborative one. So web three, uh, I find this a, a pretty great thing that, you know, these, these smart contracts are able to, um, bring on as many people as, as you need to, and it distributes, um, you know, revenue evenly and it, it, it works out great. Right. And so even some of the platforms, Toxic Man, uh, you can put both your wallets in there. And so when the NFT sells, based on the percentage you want, whether it's 50-50 or whatever, you can decide. And then, so it is very easy. You don't have to write code. So, but if you are going to get that advanced, that's something else. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. Thank you. Uh, but uh, in object, how, how can uh, do a smart contract on Hicket or object on? <laughs> because I see the uh, collab option on this site. We went to non origin, is where. We are doing our collaboration because I guess it was just kind of buggy and we didn't want to mess with it on Tezos. Right, Lucid? Yes, we did. Um, and it, it, it worked out great. <laughs> so we're looking forward to releasing it. Right. So, yeah, personally, I know you can do it on Tia. There are people like Tia.art. It's, it's a platform. And um, we can share that information with uh, Lily has that information. So I know she's done that and I'll be happy to actually, you know who Lily is. Um, she has classes so she can share that information with you. And I look forward to seeing your collaboration because you have very beautiful art. And I'm curious who you're going to do a collaboration with. And maybe I'll do a collaboration with you. Maybe I can take some of your art and turn it all glitchy and different. Who knows? Maybe we can do that. But right now I'm focusing on the collaboration I have with Lucid. And um, we're just talking to each other about what's going on with digital art and traditional art and what happens when we're doing a collaboration. Jeremy came. I loved learning about your Beatles and I loved learning about your story of how you got into NFTs. This is a this is a really great space. Um, I'm so glad we had this time. Um, is there anybody that wants to share anything? We've been here a couple of hours, and um, 
if 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 you guys want to call it a day, I think we should make this a good time to maybe end the room. Patrick, I know you've got family. And um, so uh, did you want to say anything? I think this is a good time. We can end the room. Sid, it's been wonderful having you. I've learned so much from you. And I look forward to having you come back next week if you have time. And please, you guys, join us next week. And also look up there. The Fool for Tez is having an event. If you're a Tezos artist, there's an opportunity for you to join an event and do some minting and be creative. And, and there's a collaborative, there's a collaboration category for that. You can win. Um, hello, Fariz. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Lucid, did you want to add anything? Um, and thank you, Pevin. Anybody want to add anything before we leave? You guys, any comments or anything? This is a good time. I think we could end the room. Lucid, anybody? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, you know, it's been a great conversation. Uh, some <laughs> amazing topics we've been able to talk about. And uh, I hope we can do it maybe next week and, and you know, uh, discuss a bit more because there's so much to say. Absolutely. And there's creation new creative talent coming out of it. So people are meeting each other in this space and, and, and collaborations are happening. Marcy, I'm so glad you're here. Um, we've had these wonderful mental health spaces, you and I, and we've, we've learned a lot. Um, and art is wonderful. And, and you know what, you're all amazing. Whether you're a musician, whatever art form you're doing, it's really wonderful. We, 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 we don't really realize how much our art changes the world and it changes us too. So I want to thank everyone for coming today. I wish you all the best and success with your collaborations. And remember the first collaboration is with yourself. (laughs) So if you're doing a good collaboration with yourself, that means you can probably do a good collaboration with someone else as well. So, um, and don't throw away any of your art for goodness sake. Don't burn it. Don't throw it away. Please, please, please don't do that because you know, you might change your mind. I did burn some work, some of my work when I first started just because nobody bought it. So at the very beginning, I got really nervous about that. So I just want to share that with you, please. Um, all your work is beautiful. Even the ones that you want to discard, there's something about it. Somebody will find it. And I have begged people to let me look at it. And I've actually bought people's discarded art. I've done that. I made them mint it and give it to me. Sandy, I just want to throw out there that if anybody's interested in doing a collab with me, um, to DM me because it's something that I'm very interested in working into my future. I send you a message. Sweet. Thank you. Ooh, you're so lucky. You're going to, Ooh, you're so lucky. Oh my goodness. You're both so lucky. You're both beautiful, talented artists. Both of you are lucky. And I'm so lucky too, that this happened during this space and uh, you all bring me good luck. And I hope you all have good luck in the future. And remember somebody wise once said, Luck favors the prepared. So just like you said, Sid, have a plan, have an outline, and believe in yourself. Thank you very much. I love you guys, um, and thank you for coming. We'll see each other next week, I hope. And until then, have a wonderful day. I'm doing Whale Tank tomorrow, so if you're Tezo's artist, I can't pick you, but I'll be there as a collector. So there's going to be a little you know, fun party tomorrow. Okay, guys? Bye. And ladies, bye everybody. (laughs) All right, on the count of three, two, one, bye bye.
Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Art of Collab, a new genre hosted by Sandy Toes with Lucid Dreamer, recorded on Saturday, April 30th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, I don't know. I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll. Tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.